What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 559th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, Steve. With me is Hannah. I'm in a new apartment. I finally have a background I can put Pokemon things on. There's one Pokeball on there right now and one little Hoot Hoot. But I can put posters up and I can put Pokemon things in the background. And I'm very happy about that. And I like the place. Oh, that's the most important part of that conversation. <laughs> I like the place. That Tune is in not next always week a given. Hannah moves again. <laughs> I sure hope not. Hannah on the move. <laughs> Greg also here. I am here. I'm at a new angle. I got a new monitor. Like when you don't have a job and you're on limited budget, that's when you think, you know what? I need to buy a whole new monitor for an outrageous <laughs> price. Why not? I'm already down on the tubes. Correct. But I have a new monitor. I have a new setup. I'm trying to figure out my lighting. You may be able to see my lightsaber that I built in the background now. Got that at Disney. No, I see built a my own lightsaber. I have my keyboard set, which has to go into another. A lot of things have to happen once it warms up. There's a whole. <laughs> everything can be different the minute there's any chance I can have a door open. Got it. Okay, well, we got a show for you guys today. Uh, we're going to talk about some Pokemon Go uh, dra- drama alert. Drama. No, we're going to talk about the re- remote raid pass changes. Uh, there's some changes in the TCG we're going to talk about. Those are good changes, I think. <laughs> the TCG changes, not the Go changes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's be clear. <laughs> uh, and then there is some Scarlet and Violet stuff, Lechonk, new online competition, Samurai, all that stuff we'll talk about after the break. But let's start with Pokemon Go. Uh, we went, what, almost three weeks without really needing to talk about Pokemon Go because the uh, <laughs> season of boringness. I don't know. This <laughs> yeah, the season of zeros is happening. This uh, this new season is, it's fine. Um, it's it, it's it always exists. fine. It's there. Right. You... <laughs> I can't I can't get over the the Twilight Sparkle event or whatever. That event was so good. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, the, talk- yeah, the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one before this one. Dragons and fairies. Yeah. yeah. I don't I still don't really know what this season's about. <laughs> and that's on me, probably, because I don't about care. It's hero theme. I yeah, think. I guess. But, but there's nothing I think it's about called, that. I think it's called Rising Heroes. Is Yeah, it is. And so there was a Team Go Rocket event, so you battled all the Team Go Rocket leaders. And they released Halucha in Mexico, mm-hmm. so there's that. And then uh, Reggie Eliki comes out on on Easter. Uh-huh. My favorite. <laughs> Reggie Eliki has risen again. Uh, and uh, Rabombi's coming, which is the only thing that I care about right now. Rabombi's yeah. a superhero. It is. And people don't believe me <laughs> when I say this. They try to fight me on it. They are. Uh, <laughs> uh, to be, you know, to give Niantic the, the little bit of credit that they, they desperately need. Um, their community days this year has been really good like their community days have been good picks uh it feels like everyone's excited about those i think their april fools event was like you oh what was the april fools event it was just like pidgeys spawning it everywhere it was just pidgey uh, april, april I, got, foul I, got, day. I got a message on my phone that said there's super small pidgeys around and i literally thought why do i care <laughs> april fools Greg. yeah again i liked that i could complete it in less than 15 minutes yeah, it was it was just like a cute like one off. Yeah. Did you do did you do the Pokemon Masters April Fools event? I did not. I didn't I didn't know they had one. It was you had to it was 
Clefairy versus Togepi, but I'm interested. They could only use metronome. Oh, Togepi could only use metronome, and Clefairy could only use metronome. And so the event was: Can you get this move to go off? And if you do, you get gems for it. So you had to do ten of get ten of the seventeen moves to go off, which. You know, really, you have three Togepi's and you just hit metronome and you hope you hit it. It was not hard to do, but I was like, this is kind of funny. I mean, I appreciate it. And best of all, they added Steven to the smooching lodge. So oh, now finally. you can smooch up Steven Stone. The real news we've been waiting for. Yeah, that's the real. That's the real thing. Now we're just waiting for Wallace to get in there. I was going to say, did they add Wallace yet? They haven't, wa- haven't added Wallace, but I'm pretty sure it's causing drama in their relationship as we speak. Uh, sure, sure. Well, because um, blue's in there and red isn't, so that's a whole thing to navigate. Uh, you know, Masters is a, is, <laughs> might be one of the best Pokemon games that exist currently. Let's Yeah, it's, it's real, real good. We just got Bald Guy. So you can get ball guy as a pair. Like, what more do you need? All right. So this is off uh, PokemonGoLive.com. Updates to Pokemon Go's remote raid passes. Trainers. We wanted to give you a heads up change about what's coming to Pokemon Go's remote raid passes. These changes are designed to rebalance the game and to ensure it's enjoyed by trainers years to come. This effect will go in. Uh, this The changes will go in effect on April 6th. We're, we are... A, First is pricement adjusts adjustments. The price of a single remote raid pass will increase from 100 coins to 195 coins. The price of the remote raid three pack will increase from 300 coins to 525 coins. I don't. What's what's the math on that? Like, how much are you saving? Like s- s- 65 cents, I think. Not a lot. A, a pre that back in the day that could get you a can of Coca-Cola. A premium Good. rate pass three pack <laughs> will be added to the shop for a price of 250 coins. So that's new. That's brand new. We've never had a uh, premium. Those are the green ones, the ones you that that's new. There is now remote raid pass limitations. Trainers will be able to participate in a maximum of five remote raids per day. This maximum may change and increase for special of I'm surprised I didn't say increase and or decrease. Uh, this, this may change and increase <laughs> for special <laughs> events. And then they have a section for remote raid passes. It says remote raid passes will be included in the pool of potential rewards for research breakthroughs. Remote raid passes earned via research breakthroughs are still subject to the inventory limit of having three per trainer. If a trainer earns a remote raid pass from research breakthrough while at three remote raid pass limit, it will then change into a premium raid pass. Uh, technically, you can hold up to five because if you hold if you're holding two remote raid passes and you purchase the three pack, that'll give you five. But if you're holding three and then you go your research breakthrough and that gives you one, it turns into a. At the at, at the end of the day, Pokemon <laughs> Go is actually an inventory management game, and they've just Always added been. they added hard mode for you. I know people yeah. were asking for the increased difficulty. They wanted Pokemon Go to be a little bit harder. They <laughs> they've increased your difficulty of <laughs> inventory management, and then they say Candy XL trainers who participate in five star raids in person will earn more Candy XL than before. That. Is a positive, is the one positive change I'm here for. Okay, let's mm-hmm. be fair. The remote, the the premium raid bundles at a 50 cent discount is a good change. 
I can't remember the last time I bought those, though. No. I've had like a stock still, of 40 of them. I'm still sitting on so many that I'm like, I, I, I forgot like, they were a thing. I have like 65 <laughs> left. So, yeah. like, we're not going to say that that's like Maybe a value like six win. Months, we'll be like, ah, we finally got down to zero. Now we're saving 50 cents. Now I'm saving that 50 cents for a thing I don't want to do. Here's the thing. I can't decide which is better to do to people slowly poison them so they don't know they're getting poisoned or dump all the poison at once and hope that they the people who are mad just die away because that's really they kind of went with a dump all the poison in the water supply and hope only the hardiest survive with this one because they could have done the slow drip that most corporations do which say hey we're going to limit remote raid passes to five a day i think this is better i think just do I, I I think they would have got complaints regardless, and I think they would have gotten complaints. The question is, is generally when you drip it in, you you very much lessen the impact, and it can go <laughs> under the radar. This one was like nobody is not going to notice this. This one is going to be, hey, I laced everything you're eating with arsenic, so good luck. <laughs> okay, I hope you're immune. This saves us from talking about this for two episodes. We only have to talk about it for one. <laughs> Granted, so for us it's a net win. For for us it's a net win. No, they uh, they said they had no plans of removing remote. Okay, here's a here's here's some things. Full disclosure: I'm part of the Niantic program until they eventually kick me out. Uh, Who knows when that day will come? We have talked. We had tons of meetings with Niantic about remote raid passes changes. If you watch Zoe Two Dots video or Trainer Tips or whoever else, whatever other Pokemon Go content creator. There's not a lot I can say that hasn't already been said. The gist of it is Niantic asked for our feedback. We gave them things that we thought would work. We gave them changes that would not be as upsetting. We gave them things that we gave them everything under the sun. They took none of that feedback. <laughs> like a corporation yep. does. Which is like a little bit. I don't I don't know if the word's respectable. A little bit like. Oh, what well, man, you really stuck to your ground about wanting to get people outside and playing. Like, that has been the the thing you have been you really want people to not be at home. <laughs> like, I, I guess I respect that you are you nah. would rather have that happen than to take free money, but whatever, right? Like that that's you know, take that for what it's worth. So yeah, we, we gave them the feedback. They didn't again, what for whatever reason they they did this. I was actually shocked at the five remote raid passes because the leaker originally said six, and it felt like with my meet well, with our meetings with Niantic, it was going to be a little bit more. Um, but then it ended up being five. <laughs> I don't know how they got to that number. Uh, they don't disclose like that kind of like they don't. Maybe tell when us. it occasionally goes up, it will occasionally go up to six. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Good call. <laughs> I do think. That these changes are not great. Th- to be fair, they they did say that remote raid pass was discounted, and you know it eventually would never be a hundred coins. I think one ninety five is a weird number. Why is it just not two hundred at yeah. that point? Or I, I thought well, it was going to come in at maybe like one sixty uh, or like one seventy. Uh, one ninety five. It's just, the ninety nine cent trick. Yeah, yeah, but like coins are not it doesn't work as well when you have to pay for the coins it doesn't work at 99 cents either (laughs) it does for some people and at some numbers i think yeah i feel like it works for when like you're looking at like a two thousand dollar purchase and you're like ah, it's just shy of two (laughs) thousand 
if you're in America, you know that that's not the price because there's going to be tax. So you already know, like, this is not the real price. I don't know what the real price is because they're lying to me. The only thing that I could ever look at, and it makes me frustrated that they do the 99 cent pricing is on clothing because you don't charge me tax. So I have to pay okay, that's a very Minnesota thing, though, Greg. I know. It's dumb, though. <laughs> It's a Minnesota problem, but it is a dumb problem. Like, at Minnesota, just round up on clothing. We're not paying tax on it. We know that this is the price. Just charge me $30. For people that don't know, you don't have to pay sales tax on clothing in Minnesota. So if you buy right. a pair That's of shoes. so weird. Yeah. Our, our taxes <laughs> so, are, like, slightly higher. Yeah. You don't? I mean, I'm in, I'm in Oregon, so I don't pay sales tax on anything. That's valid. So you don't pay <laughs> you don't pay tax on food, and you don't pay tax on clothing. The two things that they deem necessities. Interesting. You don't pay tax on. Okay. Side, side note, I worked at Panera very early on, and it was the same thing in Wisconsin. You don't pay sales tax on food. So the old people would come in, and at Panera, if you ordered something to go, it would be considered a food purchase slash bakery, so it wouldn't get taxed. But if you ordered it for here... It was considered like a restaurant, so it was taxed. So the old people would come in, they would get their coffee and their bagel, and then they would say, to go, we put in a bag and a to-go cup, and then they would walk and sit down and eat it because they wanted to save their, like, seven cents. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is also uh, that it happens here. <laughs> Anyways, Hannah, did you give your input on this? I think Greg went. Uh, I mean, it's bad. It's bad. Um, <laughs> I had a friend text me that day just saying, so Pokey, oh, I had a friend text me that day saying, so people are really angry at Pokemon Go for some reason today. And I had to go and explain the whole thing to them. I have to say, when I first read the blog post, I was actually kind of excited that remote raid passes are going to be in research breakthroughs because I don't really buy remote raid passes very much myself. So I might actually end up using them more after this, just because of that, depending on how common they are in the research breakthroughs. But I do think this is a really bad move for a lot of online communities in particular. I'm not going to be able to raid with people, um, with friends elsewhere nearly as much. Not going to be able to really play with or help out friends elsewhere nearly as much. And I think yeah. that that's... That's a huge shame. I understand the communities in person being important to the values of the game, and I also enjoy those aspects to the... I have experienced those, and I have enjoyed them, but I do have friends online. I do have friends on the other side of the country and in other countries, and those are people I like playing with, so this sucks. Yeah. And also, like, again, it's uh, if you can't get out for whatever reason, tax mm -hmm. like it, it is an ADA tax, really. Um, like if you want to play the game, but you are un incapable of meeting the walking or going to places requirement, then you are being charged extra money for reasons, uh, which is not it's not great. It's not great when you sort of do that, that stuff. Um, I, I would also say like the five a day is maybe less egregious than the the money uh, both aren't yeah, great. Yeah, I was thinking the, that too. But the like only the hardest hardcore probably did more than five. Um, oh, man. And so you're 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 <laughs> doing you're you're doing your hardcore people a little dirty 
uh, as well. Um, it, overall, it's just like, again, this is like, OK, this is a corporate thing. I wanted to talk about that more than what can be changed, because I don't think anything's going to be changed. No, I, I think trainer tips. Nick said it the best in his video is like. You can go on Twitter or social and be mad at Niantic and try to reach out to Niantic. And he's like, he's like, kind of save your breath because they we, already we tr- know we, we tried like, yeah, yeah, like we tried to do it for you um, <laughs> and uh, they they didn't listen to us. If you're if you're truly upset, um, the best advice I can give you is to take take a break from yep. the game. Um, it'll still be there when you get back. This season is very lackluster so far. If you just want to come back for community days, like don't feel bad. Like come back for community days. They're fun. They're great. Like come back, play community day, and then you know put the game away. I I do think there is a little bit of I, I don't think the uh, people being upset or being angry is overblown. I do think the Niantic you have just killed your own game has been overblown yeah. because. I think this is like the national decks issue all over again, where people are like, everyone cares about all the Pokemon. Sword and Shield is going to be the worst selling games of all time because of this. And then we it's just that's just not true. Like a very small amount of people cared about the entire Pokedex. Those people were very loud and very vocal. It did not kill Sword and Shield. It did not kill Legends. It did not kill Scarlet Violet. Not. And I think it's the same here. We get. Oh, the there are there the, the thing that affects the most are the people who only play exclusively online, but that I think is a small set of people in the grand scale of Pokemon Go. Like Pokemon Go has so many players, and I truly think the average player is playing on community days, maybe spending five bucks a month to you know maybe and I feel like that's a little high. That's high, but like. Putting a couple dollars into the game. Maybe that's a better way to phrase it. Putting yeah. a couple dollars into the game. Definitely playing on community days. Maybe playing on April Fools because it's a 15 minute thing. But but the when you read comments on like a Twitter thread of like, I do a, I do minimum 20 raids a day. This is going to hurt me so much. Like that is not an average player. An no. average player is not spending $20 a day on a mobile game every single day. Even five dollars a day on a mobile game every single day is 35 dollars a week that's that that is not that that is a whale and the whales keep those keep these games afloat uh but if niantic's looking at like okay whale i i don't actually know the study this is not pokemon go specifically but i don't know how fast whales burn out of games versus even though a whale might spend a lot of money very quickly and a lot like does a person who just enjoys the game and plays, I don't know, two hours a week, every week, do they end up being a better customer? I have no clue what that is. But like, I'm almost level 50 in the game. And I probably, I, I think realistically, I give Niantic no more than 10 to $15 a month. I maybe use, and th- this is just me. Like, I'm not saying I'm like better or like this is how players should play. I'm just I'm just giving you my experience. I, I probably use maybe three remote raid passes a week. In-person raids, I try to do once a day, assuming I leave my house and it's just like, OK, I have a free raid pass. Uh, Bellsprout, I guess I'm doing Bellsprout before I head home. But like I got, there are very few days I have done more than five. There are a couple of days where I've done more than five and that's usually yeah. It usually is um, like a Canto Fest or mm-hmm. a Jot. Like it's yeah. usually one of those events. 
And I, I thought that it was notable when someone pointed out that they did the primal raids before this change. So they just got that last little wave of everybody doing many, many, many remote raids in the cold weather right yeah. before yeah. they locked all the remote raids down. So yeah, that, and I, that is kind of bitter. Uh, I, mean, I think like there was an old study, I think the last one they really looked at the amount, uh, I think it was like 2014, 2015, that said like point. One five percent of mobile players make up fifty percent of that game's revenue. The peop the whales who carry it are a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction generally. Like even if you say, okay, that's probably low and it's increased now, it's probably increased to maybe one percent carries fifty percent of a mobile's of a mobile game business. And it's hard to say when that person is going to have enough. When they're gonna be like I, I don't enjoy this anymore. And, you know, they I'm sure that they have all the data that they need to know how big of an impact this actually is going to make. Like, oh, they know I'm sure. Who, yeah. Yeah. They know who pays. They know where you play. They know how often you play. They know <laughs> when you log in. Like you are using their data and they are collecting it to make all of these decisions. So I, I do always roll my eyes when people are like, this is the end of your game. It's like, well. It's not unless the people who support it hit their limit. And those are the people that they are constantly worried about. Because people who like me who pay $5 every two or three years, I, I am not their ideal customer, right? Like they are not making decisions to keep me happy because I don't give them money. They're more likely to make decisions to keep Steve happy yeah. than me. I didn't mean to be Niantic's perfect customer, but I, I am. Like, I, 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 do, I don't like playing at home. I, I used to play with somebody who they wanted to play in the car. They wanted to drive from Pokestop to Pokestop, and they did not want to walk. And I hated that play style. Like, I was like, let's just go downtown, park, and walk around. They did not want to do that. Buy incubators. <laughs> but, like, I do do almost, I do almost every event and go, and I genuinely do like to go outside and walk and like, if i'm at home i don't want to open go i just don't like i have other games around me at home that i want to play instead so like when i'm out i am playing go uh and i enjoy that so i i do i did end up being like the niantic perfect customer of like this person opens this app frequently when they are outside their house and we're getting <laughs> location data on them i guess <laughs> yeah i mean i i don't I tend to only like when it becomes warm again and I'm walking outside, I will probably start using daily instances again, but I don't particularly enjoy driving 20 minutes to Mall of America to walk around Mall of America for an hour and a half. Like sometimes it's nice when it's not busy, though, like when Mall of America yeah. is like busy, it's kind of like, oh, let's just get this done yeah. with. Like you've convinced me multiple times to be like, you know, come on out and I'll be fine. I, I will make the trip. But it, that is not my ideal experience to drive to a mall that has nothing for me in it to walk around yeah hey they got Pokemon a new sushi go restaurant outside over there. on a good day yeah <laughs> like i walk around my neighborhood i'll go up to the art park when it's warm and i'm like i might as well have it open and, and do something while i'm while i'm walking around because it, it is it is an add-on to what i'm doing not the reason for what i'm doing and it never has been for me and I'm somewhere in between you two. Pokemon Go is frequently the reason I go outside. Otherwise, I am 
I have definitely become someone who stays inside a whole bunch over the last three years. Um, but I do play inside a fair amount, but most of that, most of that is inventory management. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Let me introduce you, you to the hard mode they just added. <laughs> uh, the, the last thing I want to say is um, there, there's also this, this, this online wave that happens when Niantic makes changes people don't like, which is I can't, I wish Nintendo or I wish Pokemon would take this away from Niantic and give it to another developer. And I, I, I want to stress that Niantic, we've said this before, Niantic cannot do anything without the Pokemon company's approval. So it's not like Niantic was like, let's limit the raid passes and jack up the prices and like hopefully Papa Pikachu isn't mad. No, they signed off on that. They, they would have had to. And I was like, I, I've told stories before of, you know, meeting John Hankey in Germany and uh, like talking to Pokemon company employees and stuff, saying some story on, on, on stream and somebody reached out to me and they were like, can we get a source and verification of like who said what? And I was like, no, man, like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to like throw a Pokemon employee under the bus because you like you want some like news story. I was like, I was like, that wasn't even the point of the story. The point of the story is, uh, or the or and I'll I'll give you the the short version is I like I like to I I knew people who worked on the po Pokemon Symphonic Evolutions tour. Right, it was the the concert that went around the United States it happened for like two years. They told me like take this with a grain of salt. That's what I said you know on stream the other day that they could not change two songs around without the Pokemon company's approval. They, they, they could not like, oh, you know, Steven Stone's music would have went really good in the Cynthia's, but like we got Cynthia first. They couldn't change those around. They couldn't add new songs. They couldn't make songs longer. They couldn't change. They couldn't change any, any single change. They needed the Pokemon company's approval. So if you think for a second that like the Pokemon company didn't approve these price changes, the limit of raid passes, of whoever is the next community Pokemon. Like, that was the whole point of the story. The point of the story wasn't be like, I got some insider information. Yeah. No, the whole point of the story was <laughs> that at the end of the day, the Pokemon company is still in charge of Pokemon Go. They might be like, whatever, Niantic, sure, yeah. change your prices. But they still are aware of it. Yes. They've They're been still told. <laughs> They've still been told, and I mean, you can maybe argue how much somebody within the Pokemon company really read the memo and was like, "Oh, I'm going to think about the ramifications." They're probably like, "Oh, that sounds great. Yep, cool, check." But boy, this is this this whole segment is just me re re uh, remembering my old jobs. <laughs> I used to work for Apple. And I, I worked in a retail store as a technician, so I fixed computers and, uh, and iPhones and stuff. And then I got an opportunity to work out in California. So I was working for corporate for a little bit. And then eventually that corporate thing ended and I came back and was very sad that, well, like, I guess sad I was back and was back at a retail store, but not sad that I was in California because I don't think I could ever live in California. Sorry to everyone who lives there. I just. I don't think I could live there. <laughs> it's expensive. Oh, boy. There's a lot. Uh, but what's always funny is, and I think I think a lot of listeners can relate to this, is like the micromanaging that happens at 
in that kind of um, in your workplace, because I, I have meetings with Niantic every now and then we have like this huge non-disclosure form. Right. And sometimes they give us news early and they're like, you absolutely cannot talk about this until this time at this date and whatever. I have none of that with the Pokemon company, right? Like sometimes the Pokemon company sends me a gift in the mail or they'll send me like Pokemon cards and they'll just be like, hey, if you get the Pokemon cards early, you just can't open them until this date. Right. Like, but I have no like legal written agreement with the Pokemon company at all. I do with Niantic. I do technically with DNA. Um, and then I do with Nintendo and Nintendo's is like pretty much like don't play emulated games. Don't tell people how to get emulated games. As long as you do that, you know, here's Pikmin 4 for free. Right. But uh, so with all of those like non-disclosure, like privacy agreements with Niantic, you know, I'm, I'm restricted in what I can say and what I can't say. But what I think it, what I think is always funny is like when we were talking to John Hankey in Germany he was like, yeah, like tell your communities like what I said. He's like, I want people like he's like, I trust that you guys are making people like understand and appreciate and love our game. And he's like, you do so much good for Niantic. So like it's it's I feel like sometimes when I bring that up, like, oh, you know, I had dinner with John Hankey and he said he didn't like the Pokeball Plus. Like, OK, Sure, write a news story about that, I guess. But <laughs> it's, it's, and then it was also funny to, to to like tell John something, and he'd be like, "Oh, I didn't hear that." It's almost like, anyways. The point of the story is like John is obviously the CEO of Niantic. He's the top dog, right? He cares very deeply about the games and that Niantic makes. He was very into AR when we talked to him. But then I feel like there's these lower executives that are making these changes for prices and whatever. And then there are the people lower than that are, which are probably the people I deal with that are very passionate about Pokemon go. And, you know, we come out of those meetings them with them being like passionate, but then we get these like, Oh, you didn't take any of your feedback, but I know they're passionate people. Like I know that they, yeah. they also care about the game. I'm sure they heard the feedback. So uh, so it's it's weird because like it's just again the executives the, it's like the people I talk to at Niantic I can tell they love the game and then when I talked to John Hankey it seemed like he he like something got lost in translation and I feel like it's probably that the the suits in the middle that are like how can we squeeze our customers to make yeah well here here's the thing that I have run into I have worked in uh a large corporate corporate job for a very, very, very long time. And the people at the very top will be like, we need to do this, figure it out. And it's the people in the middle that have to figure that out and they can hear all the feedback that they need. But that's going to stop at the people at the middle because they have to make the thing that the top said has to happen. Yeah. So the amount of stoppage of feedback that goes up because Great. I understand that it hurts. Understand we got the feedback, but we still have these things that we have to do. And giving that feedback up isn't going to say to them, well, then we're going to couple with another five million dollars this year because that's what you have to do. So they don't tend to get that feedback because then they're going to be like, well, OK, so what's your next idea? And there are no ideas. Right. Like there is no way to get more money out of people unless you do X, Y, Z. So it's not necessarily that you, they don't hear the feedback, but like a 
CEO is probably never hearing any of the negative feedback because you're not going to do that. You're they're going to say, figure out how to meet my goals. This is where the company is going. And that is the end of that story. No, the end of the story is John Hankey left the beach and got onto his private helicopter. And, <laughs> right. No, <laughs> I actually don't know where off. he ended up going. <laughs> but no, I, I noticed that at Apple, too, where like where I felt like I had so much more freedom as an employee working at corporate. And then when I got back to like retail, it kind of sunk in that like the the retail managers were like, this is so unacceptable in in our world. And it was like, what are you talking about? Like, it, what? I was just at corporate for almost two months. And that was fine there. And it, it was w- effective and it worked. And like, I don't know, sometimes... Again, I don't know. I don't I I've never met like a suit at Niantic. I don't I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how unfun they are, but definitely just feels yeah. like a situation where the higher ups have a goal or a rule and they won't deviate from it. Yes. That is that is corporate 101. The upper sets the goals and says figure it out. Like the only time I've ever really heard of a CEO shooting something down is when Costco wanted to raise the price of the hot dogs. <laughs> and he said, he said, absolutely not figure some other way. That. Yep. Uh, and they did, but like generally it, it has been my experience and the experience of many, many, many people that I talk to that upper management sets the direction and middle management are the ones that have to figure out how to get there or they lose their job. Right. Like a, a suit can say, no, this is going to be really bad for the customer base. This isn't what we're going to do. We can't do this. and We can't hit that goal. They are replaced. I, I, I know in companies it's like we have to hit this. We have to hit these profits or we have to hit this revenue or we have to hit this money. Niantic still like they don't get all the money like po- Pokemon's getting some cut of whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I wonder if Pokemon was also like, hey, we want more money. too. <laughs> I, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I will never know what the, the I mean, what the split is of like the one example that we have that matches that is Hasbro going after Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons, where they did say, "You're a popular brand. You're not making enough money. Figure mm-hmm. out how to monetize more." So it is very possible that Pokemon went to them and said, "We need better returns from you. Figure out how to do more." Um, we just don't know how we don't know like how directly the pokemon go goes into saying these are your targets this is how much money you need to make i mean niantic could be saying we've we promise to increase our revenues but not by how much and that keeps pokemon company happy or pokemon could say you know what numbers are down across the board and you need to step up to support your pillar it's hard to say there was always that like when I think when remote raid passes were introduced around the time, it was always that like maybe the Pokemon company doesn't like this because they have their at home, very popular games. And this is like the leave your house kind of game. And they don't want those two things to overlap. The Pokemon company is also famously like, we don't want to make a sequel because we don't know how it would be different than the na- the last one. And then their customers are like, it doesn't have to be different. Yeah. We want the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's sort of hard. You kind of look at things like, well, they put out like 
If you're going to use the argument that they don't want another home game, then why did they allow Unite to happen? Which is, in essence, a home game. I mean, it has a mobile component now. Um, I think one of the, the things that we have to keep in mind is that every subdivision is fighting for an identity because they're fighting for resources. And if you don't have a strong identity, then you're probably not going to get the resources. And when faced with multiple decent mobile games, Pokemon Go as being the mobile game vanished. And so they had to lean heavily into the one thing effects on their customers out the window. Like then they did. And they are leaning hard into that one thing. Again, if you don't fit their model, you're out the window. And that is a decision that they made. And like, there's not a way to get around that. There's not a way to say, oh, it's TPC's fault. I mean, they needed a unique identity they came up with we're the game where you walk and they will not deviate from that. And you need to be a customer that fits that model or it's not a game for you. Just like you need to be a customer that is okay with getting frustrated every 10 minutes in order to play Unite. Valid. But (laughs) that's only 10 minutes. (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, that's, that's, I think that's, We'll we'll see we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't think much is going to happen. I think they're going to try to ride this through and and go into the summer with this. Which again, I guess the 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 best thing you can say is they they did it early. Summer is their busy season. Summer is their like Christmas for this game. Um, so North American summer. Sorry, Australia. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, Japan and North American summer is is there is yeah, there. I mean- We'll see how this goes with the next big events that have raids that people are interested in, and we'll see how this goes once it gets back into... I mean, I know it's still the colder months here some places, and I know it's about to be the colder months in the Southern Hemisphere, but we'll see how it goes when this place gets back into the solidly frozen months next year, because that's when people don't want to go out and do raids. Yep. Yeah. And it's not like raids have been very... Good. Uh, you did you guys need another Lugia? Because that was like the 18th hey, time Lugia Lugia's came back. back. <laughs> yeah. They're good for new players, but yeah. Uh well we will take a quick break and when we come back, we have a bunch of Scarlet and Violet news. This podcast is brought to you by Brilliant. Brilliant Brilliant.org is the best way to learn math and computer science and computers all interactively. Things with computers. You can learn them. Brilliant has thousands of lessons from foundational and advanced math to AI, data science, neural networks, and more. There are new lessons added monthly. I've used Brilliant in the past because I was someone who actually liked doing math in school. I like coming to a concrete answer there. So when I felt like I wasn't having enough of a concrete answer in different things in my life, say at the beginning of the pandemic, I subscribed to Brilliant and was able to just solve a fun little math or physics problem every day. And I don't know, I had fun, I enjoyed it, and I felt like I was renewing skills that may be applicable to jobs in the future. So I would say Brilliant is an enjoyable experience. Well, if you want to do math, and learn intuitively, go ahead and try everything at Brilliant. It's brilliant.org slash PKMNCast. That is our special link. Give it a shot. See if you like it. Try everything that they have to offer. Learn math. Learn about computers. Do all sorts of things. You know, learning new skills is great. So go to brilliant.org slash PKMNCast 
to start your 30-day free trial, and the first 200 people will get 20% off their annual subscription. Go learn something. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Greg, you can stand out with a beautiful website. Hannah, you can engage with your audience. Will, you can sell anything. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Don't drag him into this. Your products, your content you create, even your time, you can sell all of that. I mean, I do have a good website, but let's say... That I want to start the Swinecast, which celebrates all pig Pokemon. I could set that all up through Squarespace. I could talk about your Tepics. I could talk about your <laughs> Lechonks. I could talk about your Pig Knights. I could talk about your Spoinks. I could talk about your Mankey. Yes, the Pig Ape. All of those things. We're going to go hunt Lechonks all day. First person to get a shiny wins pig's feet. I don't know. Pick what you like. <laughs> you can connect to all your social media accounts. Let's say your Swinecast on Twitter. Let's say your Swinecast on Instagram. All of these things can be linked through Squarespace. They make it easy to get to these various websites. And you can get analytics to see how many little piggies are coming to your podcast market. All of this and more. And I've just given you a free Swinecast idea. Make your dreams come true. And from there, you can check out squarespace.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, use offer code P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. And we are back from our break. Greg, I know you love the GameStop. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a thing that has never been said about me. But sure, you know, the, the here's the thing. Every so often we stop off at the one of the Mall of America. And that's like the one time that I yeah. step across the threshold of a GameStop. It's a big GameStop there. They got like it's a, huge. Yeah, well, it's, it's GameStop pop culture. It's yeah, fancy. It's the pop culture. Interesting. One. This is off Pokemon.com. Receive a flying Terra-type Lechonk at GameStop and EB Games. It's a, a special Lechonk with the flying terror type will be soaring into GameStop and EB Games uh, as a part of the Discover Pokemon Together Lechonk event. Uh, it will be GameStop USA and Canada. Apparently, Canadians told me that all the EB Games are rebranding to GameStop. EB huh. Games in Australia and New Zealand. I think if you're in Europe, uh, you go to Game. Uh, this will uh, is a free distribution while supplies last. Uh, it will start on April, or sorry, March 31st to April 15th, uh, and then uh, April 6th to April 20th. Oh, sorry, the first dates were U.S. and Canada. The second dates, April 6th to the 20th, is Australia, New Zealand. Um, the codes are unique. You get the little card, you scratch it off, uh, you redeem your Lechonk. It comes in a Cherish Ball, which is cool. Comes with a classic ribbon, Lechonk, the Pokemon fan. I could have sworn they'd only make us go back to GameStop for distributions when pigs fly, but uh, sounds like they did it. They did it. They got you. I love how the fact 
that for a very long time since it came out on March 31st, people couldn't decide if it was a joke or not. Oh, I a million percent <laughs> thought it was an April Fool's joke. Because it, I mean, and it still is, right? Like, it's still a joke. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. But the amount of people who are like, should I drive to the GameStop <laughs> on the fact that this could be a joke and look like a complete idiot? By walking in and saying, do really you have be, any LeChonk codes? It would really be the ultimate April Fool's joke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for those of us who looked at it and went, this, for that? Like, I could get that in game. Why? It's you a, can't get who, it in a Cherish Ball. Yeah, who cares about the Cherish Ball? With the oh, I care about maybe? the Cherish Ball. I, yeah, that's yeah. the one thing. I wasn't interested until I heard it had a Cherish Ball. <laughs> oh, I was, I was very, I was all into the Cherish Ball. I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like live streaming on when did they announce this? They announced this on like a Tuesday or something, right? So it's like everyone's still trying to figure out if this is an April Fool's joke or not. And I'm streaming and we're looking at it and I'm like I'm I, when GameStop tweeted it, but when you click the link that GameStop provided, <laughs> it just went to GameStop.com. It didn't like give you any details. Yeah. So you're like, is this an April Fool's joke? Yeah. And I'm like, we're I'm talking about it with my Twitch community for like 10 minutes and all of a sudden I get a message from somebody who works at the Pokemon company and all it says is, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> it's That's real. Amazing. We are doing it. <laughs> I was like, I, it's real. I was told it's real. Hey, it is real. Um, yeah, so uh, whatever. That's a, it's a cool event. I know, you know, this is, I think this is the first, I don't want to say big event. This is the first okay distribution and they've done a lot of little distributions they've done a lot of sandwich ingredients they've given some battle points they've given some tms there was the pikachu um, at the beginning there was the pikachu at the beginning yeah. yeah yeah i think i think mr joe serby said that the first similar distribution uh for sword and shield was around may um so again like there there are a lot more little littler smaller distributions that people are like well, this isn't worth it i don't know people are still going to be like this isn't worth it cuz Whatever. The smaller but, distributions, you just have to put in the code. I feel like that's worth it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of times I look at that and go, Ugh, "No, my game is like always on." So, I, I suppose if you switch to Unite, you know, yeah, I have to close yeah, Unite. I, I have to close back over. Look, I only, I have now only been going in for raids. Really, is about oh, the only for time for Scarlet and Violet. Yeah, for Scarlet and Violet. Well, Greg. Maybe you are interested in a exclusive Pokeball backpack for your character. You mean the one thing that I can change? Yeah, the <laughs> correct. <laughs> the one thing that no one else can see because I don't think you can see backpacks in raids either. <laughs> correct. Yep. The the thing that's just for me. I chose I a backpack that has good straps on it that matches ah, with the rest of the outfit. Got it. Yeah. I have the Pokemon Center backpack. The like floral. Oh, one. yeah. Uh, get ready to earn championship points and test your skills against trainers around the world. The 2023 Global Challenge 1 online competition is coming soon from Thursday, March 30th to Thursday, April 6th until midnight UTC, which I think is like 7 p.m. Central Time. You can sign up. The competition will begin... Uh, UTC. <laughs> it will begin literally minutes after it ends for signups. It will begin Friday, uh, April 7th at 
midnight UTC, which is, again, Thursday night around 7.01 p.m. It will go until Sunday, April 9th. Uh, you log into Scarlet and Violet, you go to Poke Portal, you go to Battle Stadium, you go to online competitions, and then under online competitions, you select search for a competition. If you participate, which is you must finish three matches. It does not matter if you win or lose. You just must do three matches. Uh, and your account is linked to home, which it should be, because you probably did that for Sword and Shield or Legends Arceus. Like, you should have it linked. You will receive a Pokeball canvas backpack in the game. Not a real one, a digital one. And you will receive 10,000 League points. If you don't connect your home, you will just get 10,000 League points. Um, again, you have to do three matches. So if if you are not a competitive person, you can bring in a, a, a Magnazone, uh, an Electrode, and a Garganacle, and you can just hit Explode on all of them. It'll make it go quicker. You just hit the Explode button. Boom! Give your teammate a give your opponent a good time. The difference between this and Sword and Shield, and I don't know why this is, and I'm I'm already mad about it. Is when you <laughs> go to sign up. <laughs> I'm already mad when you go to sign up. <laughs> It will ask for your team and it will lock your team in right away. Oh. Mm -hmm. Whereas in Sword and Shield, you could sign up and then you could start the challenge on like Sunday. It would lock your team in then and then you would do your matches and then it would unlock it when the tournament is over. So mm -hmm. um, I don't know why. So you really want to be signing up the last minute. Basically. Yes. But yeah. not too late to when it already starts because once it starts... <laughs> You cannot sign up. Um, and what was the other thing? There was like another frequently asked question when this happened in Sword and Shield. Oh, the reward. You don't get the reward after three matches. You get the reward when the tournament is over and rankings are hosted. So that might be Monday or Tuesday. Sometimes it can take a week. But that was a big thing for like the the Galarian birds was like, I did my three matches. Where's my Articuno? And it's like, oh, the the yeah, tournament's not yeah. over. The tournament's not done yet. Now, to compare those to the legendary birds, people are like, well, we got shiny legendary birds. We did, but also the first couple global online challenges for Scarlet and Violet gave us ball guy shirts. So if anything... <laughs> oh, yeah, but those are good. If anything... And you could wear them and you could actually see them. Although I'm still <laughs> mad there was no luxury ball guy shirt. And yes. I will never forgive them and never participate ever again. I think it was Pokeball, Great Ball, Ultra Ball. Ultra Ball. So if, if we were to point at any pattern, since this is a Pokeball backpack, it may be safe to assume the next online competition will give us a Great Ball backpack, and the one after that will give us an Ultra Ball backpack. And I'm looking at the backpack, and it is not that cute. It's okay. Uh, it does look like one you would get from Hot Topic. Oh, uh, Hot Topic Outlet. <laughs> <laughs> I would suggest signing up Wednesday night or Thursday morning because, again, it does lock your team. Unless your team is ready. But if, if you are a competitive person, you probably don't want it to lock your team because then you can't use it in ranked battles. So, I don't know. Uh, you can use every Pokemon. Every Pokemon is allowed except Maridon and Koridon and technically Charizard, Greninja, Samurott. Those are not allowed because they don't yeah. have a Pokedex number. So. If it doesn't have a Pokedex number, you can't use it. And then if it, the only two Pokemon with a Pokedex number, Maridon and Koridon, are the only two that are banned. So you can use Tinglu if you want to just try to spam Fissure. 
which is if you watch the competition this weekend, that's just what everyone was doing was uh, we're just all spamming Fissure and people are winning. Oh, side note, there was a, I think I don't think it was a Masters League. I think it was juniors or whatever. There there was um, uh, a, a person who spammed Fissure and they won and their opponent was so mad they just walked off stage. Oh, wow. Well, no, well. like, no handshake, no good game, just... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, same. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> I mean, to be fair, yeah. same. Yeah. Yeah, sure. when you hit... Right. When you hit a 30% chance one-hit KO move four times in a row, ah, that's very tilt-inducing, yep. for sure. I would be like, you know what? I'm going to go and rethink my life right now. <laughs> I'm going to go maybe make different decisions and think about the route that got me here. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Should have done the TCG news in between. We got one more bit of Scarlet and Violet news. Well, I guess, you know, this is Scarlet and Violet news since it's TCG Scarlet and Violet news. Uh, there are new rarity symbols. Moving forward, there are some new symbols to make it easier to tell how rare or not rare your Pokemon is. I actually think this is really great. This uh, is great. This as is an good. adult collecting cards the only thing i can go off of is like price like my card is five dollars and your card is two dollars <laughs> like that's really hard to which which is a fair way to trade but like i i don't know i can't remember is like a secret rare more rare than a rainbow rare or less rare than a gold rare is the gold rare the rarest one they changed the symbol so it should be easier here there are the same common, which is a circle, uncommon, which is a diamond, and rare, which is a star. Um, and now there are no, there are new symbols. So there's a double rare. Actually, the more I look at this, maybe it's not better. Double rare. It's a little confusing. <laughs> a double rare is two stars. And then there's an ultra rare, which is also two stars. But the difference is a double rare is black stars. And an ultra rare is silver stars. Yeah. So is the silver going to be shiny? Like, I'm assuming that the silver and gold are going to be shiny. I yes. hope so, because this is not a better system than magic. <laughs> that literally just uses letters. <laughs> and then brand new, brand new rarity known as illustration rare will re be represented by one shiny gold star. Illustration rares are an alternative version of common and uncommon and are rare of a rare Pokemon and rare Pokemon depicted with beautiful full art foil illustrations often showcase characters, personality or environment. The brand new rarity, also known as special illustration rares, encompasses an alternative art cards for EX or supporters, which also feature full art foil illustrations capturing characters, unique traits or environments. Lastly, hyper rare will re be represented with three shiny gold stars. Hyper Rare cards were previously known as Secret Rare, and they are full art cards with gilded borders and accents. So an Illustration Rare, which is a common or an uncommon, yes, is a gold star, and then a Special Illustration Rare is two gold stars, and then a Hyper Rare is three gold stars. Yeah. Be better? Not perfect. I think it's better. I think that when they're on the cards, they might look a little bit better than they do kind of on their own. And it yeah. does say that they will be uh, shiny symbols for the silver and gold. So that'll help too. 
I, I don't know why you just couldn't do the letters. <laughs> <laughs> they already had they already had the the circle, the diamond, and the star. Um Surely there's another symbol that we could have included. <laughs> Surely <laughs> circles, squares, and stars are not the only three shapes in the universe. Instead of having six different versions of the star. Yeah. <laughs> sure. We got, you know, we got like triangles. We got like pentagons. We got, uh, I don't know, like an eight-sided you star. Know, letters. <laughs> There's only three symbols in this world. <laughs> I mean, there's 26 that make up our alphabet. You can combine them in multiple ways and they make words. <laughs> like, I don't. Uh, OK. I don't know why. Why are you sticking with symbols that you have to refer to <laughs> as to a guide to understand? Eh, I'm kind of happy with the non uh, Roman alphabet centric symbols. Making sure English is not the primary language here. Yeah, they they switch it up for languages anyway. So, I, do they switch up the rarity yeah. symbols for languages? Yeah. Uh, Some of them do. Yeah, I think Japan has its own symbols. Yeah, they oh, have their. Okay. Japan has their. Japan does all their own things. Korea <laughs> might have its own symbols yeah, too. I haven't looked at I a Korean so. card in a while. Okay. Um, I mean, also you're sort of like looking at symbols that will also mean different things in different cultures. So. You can be saying things with these symbols that are fine for your American culture that are not fine for another culture. Mm -hmm. um, like there's a lot of there's a lot of things, that's, you know, like skeletons in China. Like you can't yeah, make the symbol a skull. You can't you can't have you can have animal skeletons, but not human skeletons. Instead of and, being a circle for common, it should just be a skull <laughs> to <laughs> signify you wasted money. You wasted your money. <laughs> uh, all right. Samurai came and went. Well, I guess Samurai will come back. Um, it's coming back again. It'll come back again. Uh, it uh, it opened with a turn zero focus energy, which, boy, I still don't think people actually understand how critical hits work, but, you know, they'll figure it out eventually. No. Maybe. The, the only takeaway I have here for the seven star raids is they've all been very different, and that's been yeah. good. Like, it it shows that they can change when the shield activates, how big the shield is, how long the shield will last. I'm sure we'll get a raid boss one day that'll have two shields. <laughs> um, Pikachu had a full shield. Um, I think the, 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 even though the Samurott, I think, had the smallest shield out of all the bosses. It was kind of tiny, yeah. I believe the data miners pointed out that Samurott had more health than the other boss. Not Pikachu. Pikachu had, like, an insane amount of health, but... Um, Samurai had more health than Decidueye, Charizard, Greninja, Greninja. and Cinderace. Um, I, I thought it was fun. I, ha I, I had a good time. Um, being I was critical. moving, so I haven't gotten to do it yet, but I heard a lot of people say it was hard and maybe the yeah. hardest one. Oh, I, I, had, I had nothing but ease on this one. Okay. I, yeah, I did a ton of randos. And I, I, did, <laughs> I did one that had an Azumarill, a Coridon, and a Cinderace, and we beat it. It's a wild yeah. world out there. It's a wild, wild <laughs> world out there. This, this is the the raid conversation that happens every time. Uh, ever since Cinderace, is you have half the people saying it was easy and half the people saying it was hard. I yeah. mean, it, yeah. it, it, your your mileage will vary depending on 
if the Azumarill standing next to you is level 100 or if it's level 72. Or... I mean, also, it's hard to determine player skill by the choices that they make, because I thought when the Cinderace locked in, I'm like, well, <laughs> I have no idea what we're doing at all, but this should yet... be fun. And yet they put in the work. I mean, they were a f they were also a fighting type terror type. So I was like, oh, they hey, they, they're making okay. they, <laughs> they're getting mileage out of their <laughs> raid boss. They caught. <laughs> I get it. Go for it. I mean, why would you change a terror type, Greg? We won. <laughs> why would you change a terror type? You, you caught it. You did. Uh, clearly, you didn't ago. need to. <laughs> I mean, clearly, after the Coridon murdered itself through flare blitzing and we're yeah, all just like i still you don't. go <laughs> I, I i my chest hurt so bad because i locked into uh i was like let me do a random raid i love random. i need to know what people are playing and i i, I picked salamance um and then who what was next to me uh, we had a tauros uh, and then I don't remember what what was some, it a fire Tauros or a water Tauros it was or a regular fire Tauros. Oh, okay. And then we had another Salamance, and I was like, ah, yeah, this is probably doable. And the the other Salamance just their their single play the entire ten minutes was just to fly, <laughs> and oh, I was that's in a good play tears because it can only be targeted half the time. True. True. Good. That, Good that play. logic makes sense, but Get like out. you aren't <laughs> contributing mean... to the problem. You aren't contributing <laughs> to the solution, but you also aren't contributing to the problem. Good, they were, solid. They were contributing to the problem because we literally <laughs> lost with like five HP, and the oh, only no. the only thing I thought uh, also the Tauros died. The like I, I didn't die. The Salamance didn't die. Whoever the other person was, they didn't die either. The Tauros just died five times. Because it kept flare blitzing. <laughs> yeah. It was See, like flare that, blitzing. That, that situation, the Tauros was the problem. Not the flyer, because he was like, I'm out. You figure yeah, yeah, this yeah. out. I'm out. I can't get hit. I'm, I'm out. Gone. If the I'm not Tauros making did, decisions. If the Tauros did nothing, we would have won. But also, if the... so, Do you think they were choice banded? <laughs> the, the Salamance? Yeah, no, they kept flying because I am locked into no, flying. No, he, did, he did Dragon Claw once at the beginning. Oh. And yeah. then realized that did no damage. And then proceeded to just fly. I think he healed at one point too, which is kind of a cool. Like, so I was like, "Oh, somebody healed us." Can you do the cheer menu during the fly? I do not believe you can. Or are you just locked out? Like, <laughs> I'm on autoplay. So even like Salamance, Salamance has a weird move set, but like fly, fly is what like base base like ninety five, I think. Yeah. Um, Fly is ninety. So so fly is ninety. So every two turns, the Salamance is doing ninety. Where if it just did wing attack, it would be doing a hundred and twenty, and it would be able to get to Terra faster. He never Terraed. Yeah, but he could also be hit fifty percent more of but, the time. But mm -hmm. you're not getting hit by anything super effective because Salamance's no, I resistance. I don't want to get hit. At all. True. I don't want to get wounded. My precious child could be in the air away from all of you low-level ground dwellers. You know, maybe he was just... Maybe maybe that player was, like, such a big Shelgon fan and was like, all I want is my <laughs> Salamance to fly because this is yeah. all Shelgon wants. And Bagon's dream come true. Definitely possible. 
no the the samurai raids were really really fun i still i still love seven star raids uh i only got you know out of 50 raids i only got stuck in a menu once that's <laughs> that's actually kind of impressive that's <laughs> A little better. Bit. Yeah, better, better, better. Only got, only got I don't stuck remember. Once. I got stuck in a couple, but I don't really remember because I was not paying attention a lot. I was flying the entire time. I was like, <laughs> Greg was in the sky. I'm in, I'm in the sky. Can't touch me. Uh, I'm going to bring something with Dig next time. Yeah. Hannah, Find you want to give us a... Uh, <laughs> You want to give us our uh, my uh, lost all, yeah my bug update not not <laughs> not the spite ops update the other bug update yes so just because we've been talking about it a bunch here and there I mean a little bit in each episode the bug that has gotten people uh has made people unable to access their game data for Scarlet and Violet there are some players in Japan who have been contacted by Nintendo or the Pokemon Company I think. Um, asking them to send over their game data through a back kind of a hidden menu and then they fix it up and fix their game. So we weren't really expecting these games to be able to be fixed, but it sounds like some people in Japan have started getting their games fixed. I know that there are some people in the US have also been contacted, have also sent their game data over. I don't think they've gotten it back yet, but it sounds like they're starting to find at least individual fixes for these and hopefully that means that it will lead to a bug patch in the future that will just stop this from happening altogether but i am super super relieved to hear that people are starting to get their games back uh, mr mr joe said uh there are reports that sv save bug are starting to get contacted by nintendo and their saves are being restored through a process of uploading and fixing japan only so far although i think it was just a day or two ago where uh, America got a couple. This was uh, March 28th, so this was a couple days ago. Bug is still incredibly rare, and we've been unable to replicate it. The we in there is is kind of vague, but... Yeah, yeah, because so <laughs> Joe is also the same person that's like, I'm the only one that works on Cerebi. But Joe does, like, the the reason we know, like, raid boss health, the, the, the drop rate table, all that stuff, is because Joe does work with data miners um, that will rip that data and then send it to him I don't, maybe at this point that he knows how to do it himself or they set him up with something but um throughout at least the sword and shield era we'd have to wait like 10 15 minutes after the event started for the the data miners to rip the loot pool tables and and all that stuff the shiny the shiny percentages yeah i mean who knows if if uh pokemon company Game Freak has found, has been able to replicate the issue yet. If they haven't pushed out a patch yet, maybe not, mm -mm. but but they're starting to get things fixed, which is the important part there. Yeah. I I said something along the lines where there there's I, I'm sure they're they're pulling some people just to make sure things are working, but like they're not yeah. There's no way a company's going to just keep contacting people over and over. Like they will it would make sense for them <laughs> to push out a bigger update mm -hmm. after they get the data being like, "Okay, we know for sure that this works." We'll include it in 1.2. The only thing is that I I feel like they have to be able to isolate the issue and fix the issue with an update instead of having people send over their game data like they're doing now. So yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. know. I don't think that's feasible for the long run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because but think I'm of how many sure people are there yet. 
There are probably there's probably at least at least one person out there who doesn't have Twitter, has never used oh, yeah. Twitch, never logged onto YouTube. They lost their data. I'm sure there was a kid out there who got their game data completely lost and just had no idea what to do other than just reset it. If even that. Oh, I know what they did. They went back to Fortnite. <laughs> They're like, well, this game's done. <laughs> Fortnite it is. <laughs> Yeah, well, there is supposed to be a planned update at the end of April. Don't know what that includes. Don't know if it will include a permanent fix for the save bug thing. Um, Again, it is incredibly rare. Uh, It's not. It's. it's (laughs) There's a lot of there's a lot of copies out there and there are there are people that lost their data, but the the ratio is is very dramatic. I I can't do math on the fly. I couldn't even do the Niantic math of how much we're saving <laughs> in that bundle pack, like sixty cents, I think. Seventy five. Like, yeah, seventy five. <laughs> think of all the money we could be saving. <laughs> You'd be foolish not to take the three pack deal. You're only uh, okay. Um, I think that's all the the news we have. Um, yeah. Uh, we do have a Nintendo Switch giveaway. I think I mentioned that last week. I think I forgot to put the link in the show notes. My bad. You know, I, I think it was posted in Slack and Discord and on Twitter and in the YouTube pinned comment and stuff. I'll make sure to put it in the show notes this week. But if you want to win a Pokemon OLED Switch, the one with the purple and orange one, um, I'm giving one away. It's open worldwide. Uh, totally free to enter. I think the last day to enter is... The 14th of April, so you got like two weeks still. Um, there's bonus ways to enter as well to get more entries, but it, like I said, completely free worldwide, all that stuff. So that'll be in the show notes. Um, do we have a secret word for making it to the end? This wasn't long. If you didn't make it to the end of this one, you're a fake fan. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I'm getting hardcore now. This is hard mode, people. Hard, Yeah, hard mode. Um, we will be back next week. If we missed any news, we'll we'll recover it. But um, uh, make sure to sign up for your global challenge. Go make sure you get your Lechonk. Um, if GameStop tries to charge you, that's wrong. The Lechonk codes are free. There is, though, I forgot to bring this up. There is a Lechonk promo code. Not, not code. Promo card. It's a TCG oh, yeah. Lechonk card. Those they always do when there's a new set. But those do usually require like a $15 purchase. Sometimes GameStop will give them to you for free because they just have so many and no one's buying stuff. <laughs> Surprise, no one's buying anything at GameStop. Um, but if 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 you do want that collectible card, usually you just have to spend like 15 bucks on something and then ask for it. You can try to get it for free, but normally those are not free. I don't know. Depends on how close you are with your local GameStop rep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, treat them like real humans. They are they are human beings. They just happen <laughs> okay, to work they for are just a, real humans. They just no happen to work for a terrible hurt. company. I mean, they work in retail. Like, give them, give them a yeah. Don't give them a hard time. Give them a break. Unless they give you I a mean, hard time and lie yeah. to you about needing to I buy mean, something for the Lechonk. Then give them a hard time. It is so weird how sometimes nasty GameStop employees can be for like you work in retail. Like one of the worst jobs. And you these people come in and are like awful to you. Like you have to know being awful back to customers ain't great. Like 
it's a, just a bad cycle. I've never understood <laughs> like when they are so like I get that they're awkward again. Why are you working retail if you can't talk to people? Like I don't understand why you decided you to take this track. Yeah, but there are a lot of real bad, bad call center jobs you can get without having to do face to face retail. Somebody who worked at GameStop, as I've told you throughout this entire episode, the places I've worked, I would never recommend anyone working at GameStop. You would probably make more money and have a better time working at McDonald's. And I genuinely mean that. And you would get free food working at McDonald's. At GameStop, they never took let me take a lunch break. I was starving <laughs> the entire time as I was resealing copies of Madden 2013. Did you have an, did you have an eight-hour schedule? No, they they would no, give us uh, they would give us six hours, so yep. they didn't. So they wouldn't have to give have you a lunch to break. Give me a lunch break. Yeah, and we were all in. You know, you were legally, at least in Wisconsin, legally required to have a fifteen minute break when you work six hours. But we were always too busy, or there's not enough people here. So how could you possibly take a fifteen minute break? You're the only oh, one on the uh, floor. They did, I had a I had a retail job that did me once. I said, "Do you want to see how I do it?" And I pulled the gate down and put a sign up. I said, "That's how I'll do it." <laughs> and I left. <laughs> and then I left. <laughs> this is how the stores at Mall America close, Greg. They're I in know. business one day. You go back for community day, and they're gone. <laughs> and they're gone, except for the location that locks in little girls. They'll never go out of business. Oh, yeah. The princess location. Lock them in princess jail. Yep. There's like a there's like a gosh, it's it's, it's a like princess a, nail spa <laughs> salon. Like nail salon every time for they have every time they have a big party, they bring the gate down. So it looks like they're just locked in there. Okay. So you walk past princess jail all the time. Yeah, Got yeah, it. yeah. It's always like some kid's birthday. Yeah, it's like they've it's locked, like 10. They've locked. They've got into lockdown. Don't let the don't let the kids out. Contain like, the chaos. The princesses must be contained. Like ten six year olds getting pedicures behind a metal gate, <laughs> and they're and they're all sitting in these big chairs right in the front, like in the window display. So you walk past these little girls who are like with a big gate down. It's wild. It's it, a it, wild, was wild yeah, it was a wild. Yeah, it was a wild time. Anyways, thanks for making it to the end. Uh, thank you, That's Hannah. your secret code. On Twitch, say Princess Jail. That's Princess Jail. Need. Princess Jail is your secret code for Twitch. Got it. Um, thanks for making it to the end. Uh, thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Greg. We will be back next week. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Watching pigs fly, I guess. Yeah! <laughs> Spinecast, coming soon. This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. A huge shout out to our producers of the episode, starting with Stephen, Kay, William, Tony, Stuart, Ryan, Nate, Matthew, Bovine, Catherine, Casey, Josh, Jessica, Gray, Courtney, Chris, Brian, Anthony, and our executive producers of Spencer and Brady. Thank you so much for the continued support. If you too would like to support us on Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. 
That is patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. And you can sign up to get a bunch of rewards, including having your name read at the end of the episode. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week.